another episode of the Two Shots Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Garcia, and after a long hiatus, we have returned to give you guys our first show of the new year. So to join us today, we have two special guests. We have the beautiful Jonas Clark, and hopefully he shaved. He shaved. That's what I'm saying. Beautiful, because you have a shaved face, bro. I'm not used to seeing Smooth that. This is a baby's butt. Eh, I don't like it. And we're also joined by Hutch, Mark Hutchison, the soundboard ops for Ticket Seven Sixty. Are you drunk yet, Hutch? No, I'm working on it. Oh man, I thought you were going to be drunk by this time. No, I stopped. I had one earlier, and then I was just like, you know what? I should probably take some Excedrin first. <laughs> oh, man. So let's go ahead right. and dive in, boys. We're going to go ahead and talk about the San Antonio Spurs here. And we're going to hand out grades for the season. You know, the Spurs, like we were talking about just before we got on air here, they'll, they'll win a couple games. They'll win two or three. Then they'll drop one. Then they'll win one. Then they'll win a drop another one. So, like Jonas says, they're consistently inconsistent, you know. So, mm. given that and given how the Spurs Twitter has blown up and they've turned heel and, you know, they're calling. They've, they've, they've done all sorts of nonsense. They've called for Coach Pop. They wanted some absurd trades for LaMarcus and DeMar. They wanted to get rid of, of course, Marco and Bren. Who doesn't? But <laughs> beyond that, there's just been a lot of craziness going on. So, now that we're officially at the halfway mark of the season let's hand out grades and i, and I want to hear from hutch first hutch give us your right. grade give us your grade thus far in the season just for the for the spurs themselves for just the spurs. as a whole as a whole as a team mm, i would say probably a c solid c. Uh, as of lately uh, i would give them a b but for right now just as a whole i'd still i'd still give it a c i need to see more I see it going in the right direction, but I need to see more. I got you. I mean, you want to see a little bit more maybe consistency on the defensive end maybe because defense actually is the staple for the Spurs in the past to kind of win yeah. games, you know, and we haven't seen that lately. It is. Uh, I would say consistency uh, on the defensive end. They've gotten better with the zone, I have noticed. True that. And it seems that uh, DeJounte being able to get – to play that zone and being able to get his lankiness in there and get in the passing lanes has really, really helped them on their offensive side. Uh, the fast breaks, I think they are, uh, what was it, fifth right now? Yeah. At least this month, they are the, they're like ranked to like fifth in fast break points, but they're giving up as many as they're getting. So I think that's like 22nd that they're, that they're giving up. Uh, 14 and a half. I think it's 14 and a half points that they're getting and giving up like 14, four or something like that. Um, but I think with the, the way they've been playing the zone, uh, especially against Toronto, it really worked against Toronto. Now Memphis, you kind of kind of have throw out the door cause they, uh, they end up matching up with us really, really well. Yeah. Uh, the other thing that they really need to get better with is explosiveness. Uh, on the offensive end, we really don't have anybody besides Lonnie to really just run somebody off the fucking court. Sorry. <laughs> hey, you can cuss on I, this show. We're, we're not censored that's awesome. by the FCC. Fuck yes, I'm so all about it. Say your right. fuck words. Say whatever the fuck you want, Kutch. I'm going to cuss fuck too. Words. Right on, dude. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's nobody right now except for the younger guys that we're seeing in Austin Nobody's really got that explosiveness except I mean, you see it every once in a while from DeMar. Saw it whenever he posterized Boucher or whatever the hell his name is. He murdered him, dude. I don't, He's, I don't his think, spirit yeah, left dude, the body. I don't think anybody <laughs> knew that dude's name until that day. So it's, DeMar will do it every once in a while. Lonnie is the one that can really kick it. He can kick it into high gear and just about blow anybody off the court. But we haven't seen it. Because these guys are young and they're t trending towards the veterans. Yeah. They want to see what the veterans do. They want to, you know, they're. I think that's partially Dejounte's problem. Why we haven't really seen any explosiveness from him this year uh, might have something to do with the the, the injury. I don't think it does. I just think it's uh, it, he's trying to. I think he tries too much at times. He tries. Well, yeah, he tries too much. The turnovers are a problem. Um, 
but he's deferring to DeMar and deferring to LaMarcus to be not so much lately with LaMarcus, but he's deferring to DeMar a lot. Like DeMar will just bring it up the court and then you don't see a pass and he'll go and try to do a two point shot somewhere. I don't need to see that shit. I don't want that, uh, that ISO stuff. I need to see it bounce around the, the, the three point line. I need to see passing. I want to get it back to the beautiful game. And I think these guys have the ability to be able to do that and haven't seen it yet. So for right now, a C. C. Okay. I can I can respect that. That's kind of what I was leaning on uh, as well as C. But let's hear from Jonas. Jonas, what are you going to give out as far as grades for this team as a whole this far in the season? Well, y'all both know me pretty well, and I'm pretty much ever the optimist. So I'm going to go B minus. Oh, I'm pretty optimistic man. too, man. Great. <laughs> I I think that. I think that it has to go on on the positive trend. I think that's what you have to look at, and that's why I give them the B minus right now because it did start so awful. Uh, oh, the zero and eight streak, that losing streak of eight games, seems like forever ago now. Um, almost like it happened last season. Just because they they are consistently inconsistent, they're pulling off you know a, a win every other every two games. Um, they'll string one or two together and then they'll uh, lose to Memphis. And so, uh, but, but watching the team just grow and evolve and get better. Uh, I think the defense is, is one of those points, uh, that's starting to hit everybody home. Derek White with some monster blocks in this last game and Jakob's been bringing it all season um, even DeMar and some of the player matchups he's got. And I know we give him a lot of flack for, for not playing on the defensive end of the court at all, but I, he's not the worst, you know, and I get that he's an all-star and uh, definitely in the running for that. That's all offensively driven. And, and as far as that goes, I hope he doesn't get it. I, well, uh, we, we can, we can agree to disagree on that unless you want to argue about it. I mean, it, I but... hope he does, but at the same time, <laughs> I hope he does it because I think he plays better when he feels like he's snubbed. Uh, I hear that. I hear that. And, and which goes to why he plays better against uh, Kawhi-led teams. He's was great against the Raptors all last year, and then he's done, done pretty well against the Clippers in, in the three games we've played them this year. And he just he seems to get up for that those games. There was a stretch where he hadn't scored – uh, over 20 points in like four games or whatever, the Clippers are coming to town. And it's like, well, there goes 20 right there. You'd be guaranteed because he feels like he has to prove to, to San Antonio and to the NBA that he was a valuable asset in, in, in losing Kawhi, um, which San Antonio did. I don't think we necessarily gained DeMar. We, we lost Kawhi. Um, but I got to give it a B minus just because of that positive trend there. They, Look at the last week and a half. They've taken down the top dogs in the East. I understand. It's the East. I understand that it's the East, but the East are the reigning NBA champions right now, too. So Ah. credit where credit is due. Giannis, they had the reigning MVP. You come out with a win in that game. Uh, DeMar goes up and plays a very emotional game uh, in Toronto. You come back and win that one in a a hard-fought fashion. It's Jesus cries about it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i see that shit that was funny i did not yeah that shit was funny. oh man yeah dude he's uh he's something else man <laughs> we gotta send you the, i'll send you the screenshot away. jonas i'll send you the screenshot <laughs> okay. yeah, yeah yeah it's it's pretty pathetic <laughs> he he got into it with the well he didn't really get into it but he was like he was you know the big fan that they have up in toronto with the the the, the guy with the tournament and everything Right. Can't remember his exact name, but uh, he was out there. He was he was really thankful to see be able to see Demar play again and everything. And uh, Spurs Jesus chimed in and just like, man, I I get that. That's really cool. I just wonder why the Spurs don't respect me like that. And yada yada yada. I'm like, dude, sit the fuck down. No, no, nobody kiss your car. Doesn't even start. Shut the fuck up. What does he want? Does he want him to to take his dirty robe and hang it in the rafters? I mean, oh shit, God, do you know how much that stinks? <laughs> Man. 
Anyway, sorry, man. I'm not we trying digress. to steal people's thunder. We digress. Just, we I, digress. I, as I said again, it's just it's the East. Uh, the, like Toronto, Toronto didn't shoot well the other day, and it wasn't they because not. they didn't have they didn't have good shots. They were they were open beyond the three point line. They just did not shoot the ball well. They did the, score the, thirty plus from three though. Yeah, they did. They came back well, we from eighteen. Scored. They came back from 18. being down eighteen. Yeah, yeah. But we came back. But it was because. The, the reason we're coming back now is because of the spacing. We're realizing that the spacing that LaMarcus Aldridge has actually realized that, holy shit, I can hit threes. What the fuck, dude? <laughs> I mean, you were doing it in preseason, then you come out and you lay out for like almost half a season with that shit. Get off my fucking court. Uh, sorry, it's not my court. I'm just, yeah, whatever. Uh, I'm, I, I told you, I'm on the way. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Keep it coming, Hutch. Keep it coming. Well, it's it. Lamarcus needs to go. Period. End of list. We need to sign DeRozan again. Extend him. That will help. That's Dylan's boy, though, isn't that now, Dylan's boy? Aren't they friends? Him and Lamarcus. <laughs> Honestly, tomorrow I think Demar would be really happy to see him go. What's yeah. really funny is the picture that came out today, which was Demar uh, was. Uh, I think it was Bryn playing defense on DeMar, and in the back was LaMarcus Aldridge trying to try, trying to tell him what to do. I was like, dude, you don't play fucking defense. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I was like, every once in a while, you get a well-timed block. Thanks, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'd yeah. rather see Pirtle on the court for 30-plus oh, minutes. Oh, man. Thank you. You're going to get in a good subject here with uh, – with Jonas, that's Jonas's boy right there. That's his spirit animal, dude. Rock lobster, block lobster, block yeah. lobster. Tell him, tell him what that you started. Tell him what you started, Jonas. You started the trend uh, before it became block a hashtag. A, block a, yeah, block a turtle, block a turtle, block a turtle. Yeah, who, who goes, picked it up? Bill Land. Yeah, Bill Land picked <laughs> it up uh, about a month ago. Uh, I, I will, I will say, I've been on Twitter with it since about last February. After uh, after Jakob had his uh, encounter with the sun and became the lobster that he was and, and went on a tear. And yeah. um, that, that's where he, we really started to see him earn his way out of Pop's doghouse. Um, and I think that that's that is, to your point, Hutch, why you can let LaMarcus go. But you do lose that three point production that he's starting to show he has. You lose the fade, and I thought that it was really interesting that you said to go ahead and hold on to DeMar when uh, we kind of opened it up here saying that DeMar might actually be holding DeJounte's uh, development back because he's constantly deferring to DeMar DeRozan, the the proven superstar, and, and, and he's not taking his own shots. Well, no, he's not taking his own shots. He is deferring, but uh, it, at the same time, he's he's the point guard. He's got to become the leader, and he's not. He's he was he was saying going into this season, he's like, I'm going to be the leader. I'm going to be. The, I haven't seen it yet. I just haven't seen it yet, and that's I think because he's deferring. I think at the beginning of the season he was starting. He was deferring more to Lamarcus because Lamarcus had been there longer, and now he's starting to defer to. Uh, Demar because Demar is scoring, right? I mean, and he's been scoring pretty damn good for half the season. Started out slow, he started mm-hmm. out slow. I mean, he would score twenty, and then he would score like twelve, and then he would score twenty again, and he would score like eight. And it was like it was it was really bad to see. And I just I I think that that is that's the reason why he would defer to Lamar right out the gate, or Lamar. Ah! <laughs> See, it's working. I'm not the only it's one working. that's done that. I I mixed their words together and I made a new player, Lamar DeRozan. <laughs> Lamar DeRozan. <laughs> and see, it's like the sports car and calls him DeFrozen all the time, and I yeah. fucking hate it. I just yeah. want to I want to go in there and slap Calvin real quick and go back into the control room. But it's I mean, right now it is what it is. I mean, I give them a C because I expected so much more coming out the gate. This team was Why? supposed to. Because this team was supposed to be better than what we had last year. It was the same exact roster, except this time we have a healthy DeJounte. We should have been mm-hmm. better. There's no excuse. Right. Plus, but, you get to, but plus you get DeMar in the system for another year. He true. gets better at it, and it's starting to show. But the only reason it's showing is because LaMarcus decided he was going to start taking threes. 
It frees up DeMar to do whatever he wants. But why would you expect much change? You lose Davis Bertans, uh, who was uh, one of the top. He was one of the top top five in three-point shooting up until, I think, uh, early March last year. Um, He disappeared, obviously, in the playoffs. Uh, and he was number two at this. But this time last year, we were talking about uh, him him deserving a, a three point contest uh, nod that he never got. He, and, well, he, I believe he keeps on saying no to those. Right. From what I've seen, yeah. Did he say no? Did the or the Spurs organization say no? I don't know. Right. But uh, but why would you expect that they did for the, us to do better this year? When we kind of eked our way to a seventh seed last year, anyway, with with two weeks to go in the season, we could have ended up anywhere from I think it was eleven to four, just because the West was that close. And now you come into another year, and there's there's a lot more parity in the West, but I think that the upper echelon is starting to really separate themselves. Um, yeah, and I don't see us getting into like the one, the one through the four, and I didn't see us getting through the one to the four. I just said think it was better. I thought we could get to the five at least. And well, I we still, still think it's possible. We, right. We've got to go on a fucking tear just to be able to get to that. Yeah, like win 10, so, 15 in a row. <laughs> yeah. So it's 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 kind of I, I don't I don't I I expected Dejounte to come out the gate better, especially from all the. The shooting that I'd seen, all the all, all the videos he? that I'd seen of being him being explosive, be dunking all over the place, and I, I but and I haven't really seen. I see little spurts of it here and there, yeah. But he I don't it. see it on a consistent basis. Consistency right. always comes back to consistency, right? Yeah, and it's but- all about Dejounte. If Dejounte can really get the hang of this and control the ball better on the offensive end. Do what he does on defense. This team will get better. He but, just needs to be more explosive. But is this – he's only been off of his minutes restriction for a month now. One mm-hmm. month he's been off of his minutes restriction. But if and you go he's back, scoring like 10, 12 points a game. Right. But if you go back to the beginning of the season when he was on it, and he was actually costing us games because of his turnovers. He was turning over five, six times a game. Just because six, seven times a game because he was trying to do too much. And so I wonder if then he got told or he felt himself saying, I need to pull it back. I need to pull it back. It's a mentality. But to DeJounte's credit, DeMar DeRozan did the same thing. DeMar DeRozan, let's not forget, DeMar DeRozan missed some key shots near the end of games that could have either won the Spurs the game or sent the game into Mm -hmm. overtime, and he missed those key Key choke, shots. Choke, a, choke on free throws. Choke on a layup. Uh, choke on a shot that he should. He, that turnover, he always a turnover at a key moment. It happens in the fourth. He's not yeah. doing that right now. Yeah, I but will DeMar's, say that. He's a ten-year pro, though, right? Dejounte's in year three if year you factor three. in health. Yeah. Right. So he's coming off of an ACL mental. He was coming off of minutes restriction mental. Mm-hmm. And he even got his ass benched in favor of Derek White. Mental. And we already know Greg Popovich being Greg Popovich and in Pop, I trust still for sure. He, Tony lived in the doghouse for the first time and look at how much better it made him. We've got okay. DeJounte, we've got DeJounte locked up for the next, I think he signed a four year extension and then he got his new balance money. So if you believe that pressure can build on an athlete, now you have the expectations of carrying a brand and you have all this other stuff going on. He's starting to find his own. He's only been off the restriction for a month. And that's where I think that while you can't void the first half of the season, you can look at it in, uh, in a lens, in context of our superstar point guard still wasn't fully healthy yet. And Pop really hadn't figured out his rotations yet either because he was messing with them constantly. And he's well, really he had start- to. Right. Yeah. But he, and he's really starting to find what's worked and what's not. Now we're also running into a stretch where Bryn Forbes can't hit a three for his life, but he also can't play defense. So Good old barbecue. Point, 
So at this point, what good right. is he on the court? Uh, Marco Bellinelli, another three-point production, not there. But the team is trending in the right way. DeMar DeRozan shooting threes. LaMarcus Aldridge is shooting threes. Uh, and, and I think the defense is starting to pick up. B minus. Yeah. So I, let me let I me say something real quick. Let me say something our, about Marco. Uh, our grades, but yeah, let me say something about uh, Marco Beninelli. I'll say the same thing you're about to say. Fuck Marco. Get him <laughs> off the fucking team. He already blocked me, so I can say that. Go ahead and Fuck Marco. Yet, so. He's gonna block me anyway. But <laughs> in all honesty, look, Marco. I have respect for him in the in regards to him helping the team win a chip back in fourteen. But now Absolutely. when you look at him and what he's become, he's digressed. He's not the same type of player. He's not knocking down those threes as he once was, nor does he play defense. And then when you have Marco on the court with Bryn Forbes, it's a disaster waiting to happen. They're both oh, yeah. defensive liabilities, you know? So I respect him we're as a over, person. We're overpaying Marco yeah. to run around without the ball and block people on Twitter. And to shoot, you know, off-balance I guess and jump shots off balance. What that dude looks weird when he does that <laughs> shit, man. Okay, it's like he's trying to be Spider Man, like swinging from a. But last year, fucking weird. Last year when he was hitting those shots, it was awesome. It's it one was of those, helpful. Yeah, it, it was, was. It was helpful, but it, it was it's, helpful. I mean, it's it's Marco's Marco's getting older. It, it, the right. thing the thing is the trend with Pop is that he 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 defers to the. The, uh, the 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 veterans as well. He wants to be able to. We're paying Marco. We might as well put him on the court. That's what he's looking at. We're paying Patty. Patty needs to be on the court. Is and Patty's been it, awesome this year, by the way. Uh, looking at it from a money standpoint, or from you have a, to. a he's the GM too, right? But or or could it be from an educational standpoint, and that's how he is preparing the no. second wave. And I understand that when you put Marco out there, it's a liability. But when Marco's out there, you have Lonnie on the bench, and you're talking with Lonnie. And 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 that obviously that that's not the whole Bullshit. thing. Bullshit. Yeah, that's, that's the case. Then why is no. he starting Forbes? Forbes and Lonnie should be starting in place of Forbes to be able to get the minutes and three, learn more on the court. Three point production because Lonnie when, shoots Lonnie the three. What uh, right? But when Bryn is hot, he's hot. He's, when is he hot? He's hot like once every 10 games. That doesn't yeah. help me. Check this, man. This is what Bryn Forbes you never is. Know this is what Bryn again. Forbes is. I don't remember if you remember this Spurs, Spurs, Spurs player from way back in the day. Vinny the Microwave. Remember Vinny? He came from us from the Pistons. I think I've Vinny Del Negro. No, no, no. It Vinny Del Negro. It was uh, Vinny. Not Vinny Del Negro? I forgot. The guy's name was Vinny. He came from the Detroit Pistons in a trade over here to the San Antonio Spurs. They picked him up. And... What would happen with Vinny, he would get hot at times, and that's why they would call him the microwave. Because he would get hot, and he could just knock down three-pointers <laughs> like crazy. He could knock down three in a row, or he would just go on a tear and just hit jump shots like nobody's business. But he wouldn't do that consistently. It was every now and then. Same thing with Marco Beninelli. He might have a good game here and there, but like Hutch said, he's overpaid, overpaid for that. We're overpaying him for right. every three he makes. He made a three against the Toronto Raptors, yes, to help us get the lead, but he didn't do much of anything else in that game other than hit that three. You know? I won't argue you about Marco. Not at all. Yeah. I, we can cut his ass tomorrow for nothing, and I'm 100% okay with that. I can but, give him up for a cup of soup. Right. But <laughs> I, 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 I will defend and I will fight back on 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 Bryn Forbes though. Just yeah, because, but that's because oh, he's a feel Lord. good story. It's not even the feel good story part. It's it's that again when he's hot, he's hot, and shooters got to shoot. We know this. Get that. Think, and and Patty pa Patty does the same thing. Patty went what one for six the other night from three, and and that's annoying when Patty does it. But Patty's a feel good because Patty's championship. Patty's waving the towel. Patty. No, no, it's not just that. Patty is leadership. That is something that Brent Forbes is yes. not. Yes, I said that he was leadership. I, I I said that in there, but he he is learning his way. Brent Forbes is is only the same age, believe it or not, as Dejounte Murray, and he's been less heralded than Dejounte Murray. 
He knows that he's a role player. His role is out there for threes. If he's but a role player, st- he needs to be on the bench. He needs to be coming right. off the bench, not right. a starter. But boom. But boom. when you're but when you're starting already with DeJounte mm-hmm. and you're starting with DeMar and you've got LA and typically Trey Lyles, who I disagree should be a starter himself. Yeah, I agree with you there. Yeah. The three point production, you're leaning on Trey Lyles at your five to be the three point shot. And then nobody else in there do I trust shooting threes. Lamarcus is coming along. But so as far as in that starting five three-point production, you have to have Bryn in there. And you bring Lonnie in for the spark off the bench to play out there. It really, really, it shouldn't even be Lonnie, guys. It should be Derek White. That's that's what it should be. But Lonnie, Lonnie's not a, Lonnie's yeah, not a true point have, guard. You got to have Derek White on the second because he's got to have that. He got he has to bring that spark. But, yeah. but that's Derek, why that's why I'd rather have Lonnie in there, have Derek in the second team, yeah. be able to bring the spark there. Yeah, and he can shoot the three. He just does it for some reason. Yeah. Derek right. leads that second uh, unit. He he's instrumental to that to that bench play and distribution of the ball. Yeah. Oh, right. Him but, and Pertle work great together. Oh yeah. But you can have him lead into – he can stay out there more minutes and carry over to the second unit as you bring DeJounte off the court. You yeah. slide him to the one, and you put Lonnie at the two, and, and then you put Rudy at the three, and you put uh, hell, put Trey at the four and Jakob at the five. You've got a defensive, and you've got your three-point shooting. It's about maintaining that consistency so that we're not inconsistent throughout the games just based on rotations. But we're not Greg Popovich. We don't have a hand in in, in how we're running rotations. Yeah. Um, I would rather I just, they start Jakob Portal and have Trey Lyles come off the bench, but that's just me. That, well, see, that's the thing. Is like I'd really would like to see see Jakob coming coming out in the starting lineup. Have him, Lamarcus, DeRozan, and I'd I'd really like to see Lonnie and then Dejounte coming coming straight out the gate. That backcourt would look amazing. Because then you have somebody to be. Because with with Bryn coming out, Bryn doesn't drive the ball. Bryn reminds me of a smaller Danny Green that can't play <laughs> defense. He can't. The dude can't dribble. Every time he tries to drive the ball, he loses it out of bounds. Yeah. Yeah. It just it drives me fucking insane. At least with Lonnie, you have somebody that they have to look out for. That is explosive. That can drive the ball. That can shoot the three. That can just make you wonder exactly. You have to know where he's at on the court. Yeah. Otherwise, he's going to drain something on you. Yeah. So and let, it might be in your face. Let's go ahead and keep this moving. I'm going to go ahead and give my grade real quick since we've talked a lot about the San Antonio Spurs. Yeah, my bad. I, I, it, it, Jonas, man, I, I'm sorry. I, <laughs> I, I love you to death. But you get me talking about this shit, and I'm going to go, just speak my piece. I'm yeah. right there with you. Yeah, yeah. I get you. I that's get you. All, that's Love why it. we've gone back and forth for 30 minutes. That's <laughs> <laughs> a good take, though. It was a good take. But Joe, I, get your grade in, man. i got to get shit. my grade. My grade, I'm going to give him a solid C, just like Hutch. I, I think that leaves room for improvement. And the expectation was they were supposed to be better, but they've come on as of late. But you want to see them build on that. And be more consistent. So thus far in the in the season, I'm gonna have to give them a solid C, just because we have to give that room for improvement. I'm I'm hoping yeah. that they'll come on, but they have that rodeo road trip, and right now's the time where they need to string together some wins because when you hit the road and the juggernaut that they have in front of them, they're gonna be playing a lot of good teams in that rodeo road trip. And if they're not careful and they don't gel together and become this cohesive unit, they can have an offer on that rodeo road trip. Mm-hmm. So oh, yeah. it's good. Gonna... Is it seven or eight games this year? I think it's eight I games. It's eight games eight, this year. Eight, and eight you've got the Thunder twice. Yep. Uh, it's West heavy. I think you've got the Clippers in that mix as well for the final time. I believe this it was year. the Suns too. You had the Suns in there as well. The Lakers, yeah. I think it was the Clippers. Yeah. Well, so the Suns have fallen off as of late. So I, I don't, yeah, but... they're still pretty explosive, but, I I I I, just, I don't see I see them coming out four and four on that road trip. I I I would say that's a safe bet. That's a safe bet. And I think we could be happy with that. Honestly, I mean, it's I would sad, be. Yeah. But I would it's take sad, it. But it would be a good thing. Um, record wise, we're sitting probably at like a D plus though, guys, because we're still under five hundred. Yeah. He is average. 
then no, I'm right there with you. If I hadn't have seen that seven and three spurt that they've had over the last ten games and the the consistent well, not the consistency, but the uh, the ability to be able to come back from eighteen down, right. it's just those comebacks that have actually shown it's just like, hey, this team could be cohesive. Uh, if it hadn't been for that, I'd have given them an F. I would have, <laughs> because we're the fucking Spurs and we don't have losing records. Yeah, well, this this might change this season. So if they can't if they can't get it together and just play, like I said, consistent, and I mean consistent from a defensive standpoint, I don't expect them to play good defense for an entire quarter. But if they can actually make an effort to try to play good defense at key moments to get stops when you need them. So you can transition into the next period, not being down by 10 so early, you can make it a game. You know, like if you're down by four, two points going yeah. into that second quarter, and you're just kind of just staying within striking distance. Defense creates yep. offense. Exactly. They, they keep themselves competitive. You don't want to go on the road and go down by 18 at the half. Then you're going to come out and you're going to have to have a better third quarter because the third quarter for the team has been the Achilles heel of this first yeah. team almost all season. They come out and they shit they the bed. Flat. Yeah. They shit the bed in the third quarter. And and basically the first and the third. Yeah. They can't start they can't start cold at yeah. all. Well, Especially they've been on the road. iffy in the first. The third quarter they've just been fucking flat. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Flat. But is, a... I mean, you even have to go back earlier in the season and, and you're digging yourself out of twenty points down, you're giving up forty points in the first quarter, shit like that. Like we've definitely caught our, caught ourselves in a bad position. But um yeah. Hopefully, hopefully it's starting to turn around. So I'm going to ask you guys something here, and we'll go ahead and start with you this time, Jonas. Uh-huh. And it's a two two part question. Same thing for you, Hutch. <laughs> Who has been the person you can say has been a standout for you this season, and who has been your biggest disappointment? Ooh, that's easy for me. Oh yeah, I know it is for you. I'm waiting to hear from Jonas. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I think that we might actually have some sharing here. Um, I have my 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 biggest excitement is my guy, Block and Pirtle. Just hands down, he's starting to figure it out on the offensive end and really contribute there. How he runs the pick and roll versus anybody else. Uh, I mean, Sean Elliott just. Loses it every time. You, you, you just can't. Sean's compliment. a fucking homer, though. <laughs> you, you cannot compliment. You cannot compliment Jakob's game enough on the offensive end, and and he brings it on the defensive. Uh, but but even though it's only six points here, eight points here, uh, he's bringing down a lot more boards than he did last year, and he's starting to score. And he and can the run the floor. He's he's been running the the court really well. And he can fly. We saw that a couple weeks ago. I want to see some more of that. So Jakob is my – he's my I – I want to be surprised. I'd say I'm surprised about it, but I'm I just – really... angry rock lobster. Block lobster. <laughs> angry block lobster. There you I go. I want to see that all day long. Well, I'm just really positive about him. The person who's really my disappointment this year, it's kind of a two-part – um, first I'm disappointed in Brent Forbes because I, I do defend the guy so much, um, uh, a lot better than he defends anybody else. And it's, it's just a bummer to see him almost regress, uh, over last year, um, which is a real disappointment. And then, uh, my second for disappointment is Damari Carroll, just for the fact that he hasn't been able to figure as a veteran, he hasn't been able to figure out the system and earn some playing time. Is he sniffing glue or something? I mean, the dude is slow. I haven't ever seen him that slow. Is he mentally checked out, though? That could be the question. <sighs> if, I mean, if, you, if you live in the doghouse long enough, there are some guys that can use that as mental fortitude and build themselves up from it, but I don't know if – if that's really his case. And he was one of the guys I was most excited about signing, um, especially after, you know, because we were supposed to have him and Marcus Morris, and obviously that went by the wayside. But Stop bringing um, that up, damn it. I was in a good mood until you had to bring up that son of a bitch's name. Oh, Fuck but, that dude. But Damari <laughs> Carroll was supposed to bring some of that too. He was a 3 and D kind of guy. 
And for whatever reason, he can't earn anything less than garbage time playing out there with Keldon and Drew Eubanks and uh, Trey Lyles and garbage time. That's another guy I need to see more of is Drew Eubanks. Dude, he's 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 kills it in Austin. Yeah, like, and then whenever he comes here, all he gets is garbage minutes, so you can't. Hey, I like seeing his really antics on the bench. I like seeing his antics on the bench. I love that, dude. That's the only reason well, I that, like him out there, man. <laughs> that that's just straight up youth right there. You know that that's what you get. Look at the, look at the Brooklyn Nets from two years ago when they were dancing on this on the side court and everything like that. Like that's what you get when you have a young team. But Drew's just waits. He himself is too inconsistent. And I, and I know that not everybody has their ear to Austin as much as I do in terms of watching these Spurs play up the up the road, but. They deal with a lot of the same issues. You know, Luka Shamanic went through an 0 for 11 game just two weeks ago. Like, <laughs> and then he goes yeah, off 20 points. And Quindary Weatherspoon scored 26 in back-to-back games, 26 plus. He had a 30-point night. And then he comes back and he puts up four points the next game. It's it it's almost like a system-wide bug to where defense is suffering and consistency is suffering. And they can't if, – if you could see them come out and try the same thing every night, if you were committed and you said every game we're going to shoot 25 three-point shots, just commit to that. Some nights you're going to make them, other nights you're not going to, but you can see that you're executing on your game plan. You just can't see that in, in either on either uh, team right now, be it the Austin Spurs or the San Antonio Spurs. And it's troubling, but um, so yeah, I, I'd love to see Drew Eubanks too, but I don't think we're going to really. He, he's stuck I don't behind. Think he's ever going to see the floor? For, to tell you, believe the truth. it or believe it or not, we have a we have now a big man problem that we didn't have before. Jakob. we it used to be Paul Gasol and the Marcus Aldridge were oh, only two God. big men. Why do you got to bring up we, his name, man? Oh my God! Now, now we've gone out and we've gotten bigger. <laughs> we have more depth. Uh, down low, and so it's it's the same logjam that's created at the guard position, uh, which is why we can't bring Keldon or Quinn up from the G League, and why Lonnie's minutes. Quinn doesn't need to be brought up yet. He yeah. does not need to be brought up yet. Um, nobody, Keldon, I believe, does need to. No. Yep. No, uh, he needs. To I get think the he Lonnie needs. He needs a little bit of time on the road when they're on a road game. Bring him in and give some rest to somebody. I think he needs some minutes. Yeah. Well, he's gotten he's gotten about six minutes in his appearances when he's come up. Ah, but those are I garbage think, minutes, man. Come on now. It, yeah. They are, but I think right now it's the introduction to the game. There's the preparation that you go through beforehand. It's and a lot of it's been road games. He hasn't played a lot at home, uh, or even gotten the call up at home games. But it's about spending the te- the time around the team with the coaches and all that. So. Uh, and it's hard to take you seriously without the beard. <laughs> I miss the beard, dude. I miss the so beard to too. Seriously, I have to shave. <laughs> I have to shave it. I like the Stein though. That's good. Thank you. Yeah. What did you, you say, Joe? Said you're not seriously. You're not disappointed about Marco at all because you were saying. I asked you, hey, name a person or a player that was a standout and one that was a disappointment, and you didn't even mention. Marco Beninelli, as far as a disappointment, you mentioned no, Bryn. I got to hear Joe's before I pop mine off. <laughs> no, I'm not disappointed in Marco. Oh my because, god! Because because my expectations weren't that high, and maybe that's why I'm not as disappointed in this season to this point as, as much as you guys are too. You guys had higher expectations for this team than I did. I figured I, I I'm saying playoffs all the way. But I at no, no point would think that we would climb, we're ready to climb into the top half of the of the West yeah. uh, in terms of the playoff West, you know, a no four seed. Um, I didn't think that we were going to come out strong this year, just because it's only everybody's second year in the system, and give it another year. But you have all the drama and the emotions around: uh, Is Demar going to resign? Lamarcus uh, now wants out of town. These are distractions that this organization hasn't had to deal with before, but I've dealt with it on my other teams um, that I follow uh, way too often. And so I did not think that we were going Give to. Her a 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, we'll we'll get into that discussion another time. <laughs> Talking about uh, Jonas's boy Baker Mayfield. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's that, that poor dude. Yeah, I, I think, think Joe. I, I, I think I think I think Jonas froze on us. Yeah, he did. And he's giving us the stroke oh. face right now. I know he's got that O <laughs> face going. Yeah, but I'll give you my my standouts and my disappointments yeah. for this season. Standouts. I got to pick Lonnie Walker, man. He surprised me this season just because he was able to make the most of his minutes as of late versus when he was kind of in Pop's doghouse in the early part of the season when Pop would give him an opportunity he would kind of make mistakes, turnovers. He wasn't really finding his place. Pop would yank him right away. He would sit him at the end of the bench. But as of late, he's shown a little bit more consistency. And I like the way that the young man is playing. He's very explosive. Another another reason I like him. When you see him go out there and in the open court, this this dude, he's like the fastest player that we have on the team. And he's explosive. That's what I'm saying. Explosive in the open court. Other teams take notice and they're like, oh shit, here comes Lonnie. Do I want to be on this poster? Probably not. So they move out of the way, you know? So I like him. He's one of my standouts. The other standout, I got to say from a defensive standpoint, has been Jonas's boy, Yaka Portal. I think he's made the most of what he's been able to do out there on the court in limited minutes. He's given us a lot of uh, defensive presence in the paint. He's blocking shots. He's being active on the boards. He's playing good defense in the paint, something that LaMarcus Aldridge fails to do. And LaMarcus he's Aldridge, not just, yeah. he's not just a body. Yeah, he's not just standing around. You know, he's actually yeah. engaged in trying to help you. He does a lot of the little things that don't show up on the stat sheet. And I love that tenacity that he brings out there. He's kind of got that junkyard dog mentality. And that's what I love about Yaka Portal. Disappointments? Marco has been one of the biggest disappointments for me this season just because of his in, in, ineffectiveness on the defensive end. It has nothing to do with his three-point shooting out there or lack thereof. The, the guy just can't hit the broadside of a barn. You know, even nights sometimes when we really needed production out of him, he's just shit the bed and disappeared. You know, he, he's been nowhere to be found. He's the guy that will show up to a party without no beer and be the first one to take a beer when he sees them open up the ice chest. Dude, get your ass out of here. You didn't even bring a beer to the party. You know, that's Marco Beninelli. Get him the that's fuck great. out. I don't want to see him. And Bryn Forbes has been my other disappointment. I had high hopes for him coming into this season. I thought, okay, yes, he's not a very effective on the defensive end, but he did end the season quite well. He was shooting the ball effectively. He looked decent out there. This year, he's been anything but. He just looks lost at times. He just can't make his shots. And if he's not knocking down a perimeter jumper, if he's not knocking down a three-pointer, he's not being able, he's not effective playing defense. Why is he out there on the court? More, more importantly, why is he getting the starting nod when he's ineffective? To me, that doesn't, it's not conducive to the Spurs winning culture. You're setting yourself up for disaster when you have somebody out there who's not pulling their weight. It's like you having an in-law move in with you. And they're saying, hey, man, I just need some time to get get on my feet. Six months later, they still ain't got no job. Why are you here? Get out of my house. Get the fuck out, Cliffy Clavin. <laughs> exactly. Get All the right. fuck out of here. So, <laughs> yeah, those are, those are my standouts and my disappointments. So I want to hear what Hutch has to say. Uh, well, the number one, I would say, standout-wise, is definitely Block and Bertle. He is go. amazing on the D. He has found his own. He needs more minutes. Dear God, have him in the starting lineup. Please, please have him in the starting lineup. He is able to move people around, and whenever somebody's going up for a shot, he is there. He is in the way in some way to be able to distract either them or that deflect that shot. It is amazing to see him work and seeing him get better on the pick and roll. Oh my God. All he needs is more, more of that, more of that. Derek White and DeJounte throwing up the, the pick and roll to him. DeMar throwing up the pick and roll to him. You can work it so many different ways. And if the pick and roll's not there, if he's not there, you bounce it out to LaMarcus, it's three, whatever. Works for me. 
But he is definitely my number one standout. My number two is DeMar. Uh, Seeing him come on the way he has has been really fucking fun to watch. Really fun to watch. And if it continues to keep going in that direction, I think this team will knock five out. Maybe knock seven out before they get a loss. More importantly, they need to pay that man. Pay that man. Yes, pay the dude. Get him an extension. I think he is better with this team than LaMarcus is. We can find somebody to 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 come in to replace LaMarcus. I mean, it's not going to be Metu right now because the dude can't shoot past 15 feet. I love Metu. I love his maybe, explosive. Maybe five feet. I love I love expo- – no, he's good from about 10 out. But it's it's a, unless it's at the free throw line because at the free throw line, it sucks balls. But I like, but I, but I see, I like, I like Metu on the pick and roll too. He's good with it. And what's that thing that we're seeing in Austin that we never see here in San Antonio? Oh yeah. All Yeah. He's good at those. Anyway, that's, that's my main standout for right out, right out the gate is Pirtle. And DeMar would be my second just because of the way he's come on and kind of taken over games. That's been amazing. Number one disappointment is fucking Marco. <laughs> it's just get your ass back to Italy, dude. Go go do something over there because for fuck's sake, you can't do anything here right now. But what did you expect? I, I expected a little bit more considering they gave him as much money they did for a one-year fucking contract. We could have yeah. paid that money to some other bullshit dude coming off the fucking – sideline i mean dude just get the fuck out that dude is like a flea that just won't go he's like a gnat at a barbecue just bugging the fuck out of you (laughs) i i don't get it i don't get it he's a liability on both sides second one i gotta agree with you man bryn forbes Yep. That dude put meat on his bones over the offseason so that he could try and play defense. Where the fuck did that go? Uh, it's a liability on both ends of the floor, and nothing has changed. Nothing has changed. At some point, you have to cut your losses and get them the fuck out, or at least sit them on the end of the fucking bench. Play with the third team. Let that get into your head, because every time I see you miss a three, you're like, fuck. Well, you should have hit it, jackass. That's what we're paying you for. Yep, I, I agree go, with you. Go the fuck away. Just go away. Even in the zone defense, he looks lost. I mean, it's just like, dude, you got like two things you got to look at. It's your side of the court, and you, you're you looking over here somewhere. It's like, what are you doing? Stop it. He's it's, too small. It's, and seeing him on the court is it's almost to the point of blasphemy for me. And like we're, just, I'm like, oh my god, we're better than this. You have to be. You know, why the fuck are you in my starting lineup? It's insane. At some point, you have to cut your losses. He needs to be benched. I think maybe if he gets benched, he will realize what the fuck is wrong. Yeah. Go back to what you did before, coming off the bench, hitting, hitting fucking threes. Maybe then you can be a smart. But right now, on the starting lineup, you are not doing it, bro. We need the explosiveness because you sure as fuck can't dribble. So <laughs> just get off. And the third, I, there's another third too, Damari Carroll. Oh, Lord. I, 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 the dude has, I don't, I expected to see more of him. And, I don't think the guy can learn the system. I just can't. And they say, I mean, it's it's well known across the league that the Spurs system is one of the hardest to learn. I get it. But Trey if you Lyles realize, did a pretty good job. Well, Trey Lyles is doing the one thing that LaMarcus Aldridge was supposed to do at the beginning of the season. <laughs> just stretch, stretch the court. Spread it out. He can actually shoot the three, which is why he's, he's in the starting lineup. Because Pearl can't shoot it but, so damari should be able to as well you know why lamarcus has say, been Joe? shooting the three i said you know why lamarcus has been shooting that three because he's mm. soft he doesn't want to go in there and 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 have uh, to that was the, 
If that was the case, he'd have been doing that earlier. I mean, I know he's soft. He doesn't want to be. He doesn't want to be up close. The only time he wants to be up close to the rim is whenever he's playing on defense. Exactly. That's the only time. Exactly. And he does not want to. He doesn't want to be. It, it, stop running that fucking ISO play. I'm tired of seeing it. Top of the key. Yeah, you may. <laughs> yeah, you may get it. But at the same time, we need to be able to move the ball. We need to move the ball better. Yeah. And if he doesn't learn how to fucking pass, I swear to God, I'm going to throw a punch him. You're going to throw a beer at him? <laughs> I might. That oh, beer don't waste either. the beer. Don't waste the beer. <laughs> that was a fucking, I was hoping to die bomb his ass. <laughs> I said, I, I, I don't, I, 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 Marcus used to go, man. I think it's a detriment to the whole system. Well, you, you're not, you're not wrong in that assumption. You know, I think everybody collectively here in Spurs Twitter and, and Spurs fans across the Alamo city kind of, are, I think, haven't had enough of LaMarcus. The, the shut-ins? The shut-ins, yeah. Like, they like to, ref- like, like they call them out on Twitter. The shut-ins, the shut-ins. I mean, I think what's going to happen with LaMarcus is that if he doesn't have a better showing in the playoffs and he just all but disappears and let's say a critical game five or game six, if they get that far. Shows out like four points. Yeah, shows, you know, four points and, oh, man, I just, I just couldn't get in my rhythm, you know. That old excuse again. No, you're scared. You didn't want to go and do your job. You got tired. You just got lazy. And that's why they're paying him. No. You got to get mean. It's like that thing from Dodgeball. You got to get mean. You got to get angry. <laughs> you know? You dodge a rich, you can dodge a ball. Exactly, man. This guy there, just, man. you don't have that. That's not in him. He, he's not that type of player. And sadly, I, I think we're going to see that again. Well, and I think I think part of that is too is that Pop is not the same coach he used to be. True. If if he was the same coach that he used to be, whenever we had the big three, uh, he'd have been down his throat a long time ago. But he can't do that with Lamarcus. He can't do that with Demar. Yeah. He can't. I mean, this because we're we're so afraid of hurting somebody's feelings now, because then what are they gonna do? No, it's just I mean, like, dude, we're we're paying you millions of dollars. Either get the fuck and out with that said, that's going to bring us to a close for this episode of the, the Two Shots podcast. That's the way I look. I like at to it. thank both Mark Hutchison and Jonas Clark for being our guests for today's episode. And make sure you follow both of these individuals on Twitter and give them a follow and a like. You can follow Hutch on Twitter at Hutch I Sun, which is spelled H U T C H. E-Y-E-S-U-N. And make sure you follow Jonas Clark at Jarklonus, which is spelled J-A-R-K-C-L-O-N-A-S. And you can follow me on Twitter at Two Shots Podcast, which is all spelled out. T-W-O-S-H-O-T-S Podcast. We actually had a lot more uh, to talk about regarding LaMarcus Aldridge. Kind of had a little bit of an issue with some of the audio. I'm going to see if I can clean that up. And we can bring that to you guys as a bonus episode uh, for an upcoming uh, episode of the Two Shots podcast. So for Jonas Clark and Mark Hutchison, I'm Joe Garcia. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Two Shots podcast. And like we always say, spread the love, stop the hate, and be kind. We're out. Peace.